What is going on everybody? I'm your boy Vladimir Jean-Philippe and welcome to another episode of Guys of the Round Table. You can hit me up on Twitter at GOTR Podcast. You can uh, follow me on Instagram at GOTR Podcast. Like and share this on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Guys of the Roundtable. Or, or, bear with me now, you can shoot me an old-fashioned email, guysoftheroundtable at gmail.com. Do people even still use emails? I don't know. Thank you. So, <laughs> oh man, oh man. But yeah, so today's episode, we're going to talk about the Dunning-Kruger effect, okay? And we're going to talk about its rele- uh, relevance, why it's important, and you know, how a little bit of ways that we can combat this a little bit, because it's a very interesting psychological topic that I've come across recently, and I'd like to share that with you guys, because I like to learn, okay? Not when it's forced upon me. Because then it's just like a physical pain. It's like physically it bothers me to learn. But if it's on my own terms and it's something interesting, I will, you know, deep balls deep into the wall. You know what I mean? I'm just going balls deep into it, learn everything I need to learn about it. And then, you know, hopefully I gain a little piece of knowledge to move on um, with life and whatnot. And if I get a little piece of knowledge, I'd like to share that nugget with you guys. So today's lesson, I guess you could say, is the... Dunning-Kruger effect, (laughs) okay? And I'm going to give you the simplified version of it because by no means am I a smart individual, okay? I I think I'm like, I'm dumb, all right? I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not that smart, okay? And I acknowledge that. So I have room for myself to, I allow room for myself to grow, learn, research, and then to get better because there's only way you're going to get better is to accept your mistakes and move forward and learn from them, Okay. So what is the Dunning-Kruger effect? In um, layman's terms, it's believing we are above average when, re- when in reality we're just average. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Let's go a little bit deeper. Okay, so the actual definition is believing you know something that you do not. Okay, so that's the, Dun- the Dunning-Kruger effect and it's pretty much nutshell, right? It is believing something is believing you know something that you do not, okay? So why do we talk about this? Well, it affects a lot of people because as I'm going through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and whatnot, I'm starting to notice an uptick in trending of sharing of misinformation, right? So there's a lot of people out there that just pretty much share bad information, okay? And it's very prevalent because I didn't realize it was this prevalent until, well, recently the Nick Cannon thing got in trouble for it, right? He pretty much, if you don't know what the Nick Cannon thing is, um, Nick Cannon pretty much had a podcast on where he was talking to Professor Griff, who was a longtime hip-hop historian and rapper, okay? And he's a professor now, quote-unquote. But they were having a conversation and they were talking about melanin, right? And pretty much Nick Cannon went on this racist uh, anti-Semitic tirade, essentially saying that melanin in black folks is like the soul. Melanin is soul. It's like the thing that's compassion and it gives, you know, it allows you to care and be more or something and gives you some like supernatural powers or whatever. Whereas white folks, in order to compete with black folks, have to be a little bit more savage and that they're closer to animals. 
And then he went on to uh, drop the anti-Semitic bomb, where he pretty much said that um, black folks were the true Hebrews, and therefore that's why we are persecuted the way we are persecuted in today's society. And as you can expect, there was an uproar about that. And honestly, like to give my perfectly good opinion, which is not warranted, but it's going to be given anyway, <laughs> is that I don't know shit about the black Hebrews. I don't know anything about black superiority. I mean, the whole concept of that uh, is new to me. You know what I mean? I've known about the nation of Islam and like their way of thinking since like Muhammad Ali, but I've never dove. I never did the deep diving that's necessary to understand their psychology or anything like that. Okay, so pretty much Nick Cannon felt uber confidence in what he believed in. And therefore, he was, you know, he went on his podcast and said what he said. Right. And so how does this Dunning-Kruger effect kind of play into this whole scenario? Well, because Nick Cannon was misinformed. His confidence about that misinformation was all time high because he thought he had knowledge that nobody else had. Right. He believed in something <laughs> or shall I say he believed he knew something that he really didn't know squat diddly about. Right. And so therefore, his confidence was high in it because he utterly believed it. So the Dunning Kruger effect. Right. has this like bell curve on it at the very tip like there's a point on the y-axis right it's um the y-axis is your confidence right and then the x-axis which is the horizontal line is your experience and knowledge okay so there's a point that starts off high confidence and then it starts to draw a line down and then at the less knowledge and experience you have the higher your confidence right and then it comes to a point of e like almost equal but not really and then it goes up Right. And then it curves in the middle, which is the bell. Right. And then a lot of people reside in that middle. OK, like, let's be honest, a lot of people are just straight up average folks. Right. And then it goes back down again and then it comes a little bit up and then it dips. Right. And in that dip is where the experts rely, uh, reside. Right. Because they have low confidence, but they're very highly experienced and knowledgeable in their field, but they have the lowest confidence. Okay, so essentially boil down to like, you know, uh, explain it like you're five um, is that the more confident you are in what you believe in, the more likely wrong you are, the more likely knowledgeable and experienced you are, the less confidence you have because you feel you are wrong. Okay, so Nick Cannon felt he was right in his <laughs> he felt he was right in his thought process. Therefore, why he went on to the podcast and spewed what he spewed. Right. And the backlash is rightly so, I guess he deserved it, because let's be honest, like everybody that was some racist shit that he said. Right. Like when you just listen to the context of it, it was just like, oof, that was bad. Right. And that pretty much sums up the Dunning-Kruger effect. Right. And it goes into the confirmation bias a little bit. Right. Because confirmation bias essentially is just kind of. You know, you just finding information that confirms your beliefs, right? So Nick Cannon had started learning about like, you know, like reading books about like black Islam and, you know, black superiority and just all things black. And so he thought, um, I think he's like a part member of the Nation of Islam or something like that, or he's like learning from the Nation of Islam. So he's learning all this like black superiority thing and 
to me, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I need some time to think about it. But he learned from it. And it's wrong information, essentially, right? Because, let's be honest, science and DNA dictates that melanin is just nothing more than just um, the chemical process or the chemical cells that, you know, that dictates pigments of your skin, right? So if you live in the subtropicals, uh, if you live near the equator or anywhere that's hot, of course your skin is going to be darker because, you know, you need that melanin to protect you from the sun's rays the UV light of the rays. So it goes darker to protect you and help you absorb the sunlight. In instead of it burning you, it helps you absorb it into vitamin D and then protects you essentially, okay? So if you take the most whitest person on earth, right? I don't know where the whitest person lives, but let's say Antarctica, right? Because there's hardly any sunlight there. So if you take somebody from Antarctica and then you move them down to the sub-Saharan deserts of Africa in about, mm, I wanna say two and a half, three months or so, that pasty white fellow or fellow or chick, <laughs> fellow or chick, you know, we want to be gender neutral here or inclusive and whatever. We just want to be inclusive, right? That pasty mofo is going to become tan, right? They're going to start, their melanin is going to start to become darker and darker. They're going to develop more and more melanin in their skin. Okay, that's just basic biology. Okay, now if you move them away from the sun in order to survive in the cold regions and the less uh, frequent sunlight, you don't need much sunlight, right? But you need to survive the cold, less melanin will be produced by the body, right? So therefore, you're just going to be lighter and lighter, okay, until you're quote-unquote albino-ish colors, right? So it's just basic, you know, science. Melanin has nothing to do with superpowers or, you know, make you better than anybody. It's just pretty much how well you absorb the sun and how protected you are from the sun. That's pretty much all melanin does, okay? It's just the pigment that protects you from the sun. Darker people are well protected from the sun, lighter people are not, okay? So the pastier you are, the more the sun hurts, the darker you are, the more the sun don't hurt, is essentially what that boils down to, <laughs> okay? So Nick Cannon has some really bad misinformation there, and, you know, it's just pretty much he pretty much confirmed his biases, right? And so that's why he was overconfident in spewing that information out and sharing it, okay? And it's, I don't know. It, I guess it's a bad thing. I mean, he has the right to say whatever the hell he wants to say, to be honest with you. But at the same time, there's consequences to what you're saying, okay? So this is why we have to, like watch what, how we talk and, and deal with each other because yes you have rights right you can say whatever the hell you want to say but with that being said you have to be careful because you can get your ass whooped with the consequences of what you said <laughs> okay so it does not absolve you from any consequences it just you have the right to say it but you have to have to have some tact in saying the things that you say okay so the Dunning-Kruger effect pretty much affects everybody okay it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, discriminate or anything like that because some people overvalue their skills and then some people undervalue their skills. But the truth be told is everybody lies somewhere in the middle. And then few people fall on the above average side and then a few people fall below the uh, below average side, right? So it's literally the Dunning effect is just pretty much telling you whatever you think you know, you're just average at it <laughs> at best. <laughs> But everybody overshoots their skills or undershoots their skills. And we have this dynamic of, you know, dumb dumb versus smart folks, right? So how does this play out 
or how can I tie this more and more into life? Well, to be honest with you, the reason why I'm talking about the uh, Dunning-Kruger effect is because the way it operates, it leads people to believe into or fall susceptible into conspiracy theories, right? Now, I'm one, like, now if you ask me about conspiracy theories, I don't really believe in all of them except for Pizzagate. I know I've talked about this in the last podcast, but Pizzagate is the only um, conspiracy theory that I truly believe in because, you know, it made its way into mainstream. And you know something makes it into mainstream and then all of mainstream gets together and unifiably say this is false. Something didn't add up, right? Because let's be honest, Fox News backed up CNN on this one. and was like, yeah, it's a hoax. It's not true. Okay, when Fox News, who is not known for their pillar of integrity or journalistic integrity, back CNN, who used to have journalistic integrity and they agree on something, Something's up. <laughs> All right. That's how I look at it. If, if Fox News agrees with CNN on anything, something's up. There's, you know, the jig is up. Like something's not sitting right. Right. So when Pizzagate made its way into mainstream with the Podesta emails and all this other stuff and any, everybody unifiably shut it down. It was like it was just some hoax or whatever. I was like, hmm, there's something there. So that's the only well, I don't want to say only, but that's one of the major conspiracy theories that I truly believe in. And then it goes into this large pedophilic, like, uh, ring trafficking, sex trafficking, and all this other stuff. So, Pizzagate is, like, you know, the cornerstone of what I, like, in conspiracy terms, that's what I, like, truly believe in, right? But, it leads other people to fall down that hole. Okay, because conspiracy theory really gravitates towards people because it's a plausible evidence with questionable. It's like a it's plausible, right? With questionable evidence, right? Because it's like you can't automatically refute them because it's like it's this mental gymnastics game that it plays, right? It's like it gives you just enough information to be like, huh, okay, I can see where this is coming from. Like, um, for example, like, uh, what's a good conspiracy theory out there let's go with flat earth for for a second right i'm not bashing flat earthers i'm just using it as an example flat earthers believe the earth is flat why because they look at science and they look at the like you know certain pictures of the moon spacecrafts and everything like that and they take little piece bits and pieces of the um thing and be like okay if we really were out in space then why is there a mouse on this shuttle right or if there is we really in space. Why is this person like not moving in a certain way? Or why is the you know you could visibly see the string here and there? Like they you know the moon landing was a hoax for them, right? So you know they use real like scientific evidence that we have, and they find like little flaws in them to like denounce them. And then you kind of look at it, it's like oh wow okay you got you kind of have a point there, but at the same time you know what I mean science really does kick their butt, and then it's just like it refutes everything they say, and so like you know. It goes on to explain everything, right? So that's one aspect of it. Um, another aspect is with this whole um, QAnon, right? QAnonymous, which is a subsect. Uh, well, I don't think it's a subsect, but it's an offshoot of the hacker group Anonymous, right? QAnon has made its way into mainstream. And essentially what they believe in is that Donald Trump is the savior for everybody and whatnot, right? And I ain't gonna lie, there was one point where I kind of believed it, right? Because like I said, before I came to this point in my life, I used to be a huge conspiracy nut, right? But QAnon says Donald Trump is the savior and that he's here to, like, save the world and whatnot. And then, you know, you kind of look at it 
And you're like, okay, let's see what they're about. And then they're about exposing like the sex rings that's going on in Hollywood, politics, and um, around the globe, right? And they're like, okay, cool. And then it's like Donald Trump is like working secretly to expose all these pedophiles and jail them up and then prosecute them. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right, we're going to get rid of the pedophiles in the world. Great. I'm all for it, right? So I'm like, I'm on Team team Trump, right? <laughs> and then this is where like QAnon kind of like, I, I, lack of a better term, this is where they fucked up, right? Then this conspiracy theory goes into his son is like a super genius who came from the future <laughs> to come to the present to help save the to help save America. I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? So essentially. Like, the whole premise of the conspiracy starts off great, right? Donald Trump is the savior. He's here to, like, take down the pedophile rings. And I'm just like, okay, cool. And then it goes completely left field, right? It makes this left field off of nowhere, left turn off of nowhere, right? And it's just, like, talking about Donald Trump's son, Barron. And he's a time traveler. He's a super genius time traveler. Came from the future to the present to help make America, like, to help steer America into its um, rightful place or whatever in time, right? And I'm just like, all right, y'all lost me, fam. Okay? And then here's the shitty part, right? Once I heard that, I'm just like, I was off the bandwagon, right? But there's a lot of Trump supporters that take that knowledge and run with it, right? Because it's very plausible. Like, yeah, okay. Like, it takes you in, it lures you in with a very plausible fact that, like, Donald Trump is rounding up all the sex, uh, all the pedophiles and sex traffickers of the world, right? And he's secretly working to expose them and then kind of give them the proper trial that they need, right? And it lures you in there. And then it takes a whole left turn and it's just like, now you got this time traveling mofo. He's this super genius from the future coming back here to save us. And I'm just like, nah, fam, I'm lost. I'm good. All right, there's the whole, the, <laughs> I see the whole big gigantic hole and I'm like, that's not right. I'm out. <laughs> All right. So, I'm not gonna lie, I fell for the QAnon for a little bit, you know what I mean? It, it took me all of like two hours to figure out they were phony, right? <laughs> but then, when the whole uh, George Floyd incident happened, and then, you know, the whole Black Lives uh, narrative, oh, well, the marches and the riots and everything like that, and it took all of those people to like march and protest, and it took the Avengers and some nuns and some Amish's folks to come out of like hiding to help, you know, convict the policeman anonymous went ahead and did like a dossier dump of like uh closed sealed dispositions of court orders of donald trump and Def jeffrey epstein right and in those uh, documents uh trump pretty much confessed to raping the two 13 year old girls at the time and that bothered me and i was just like oh because originally i was on the fence on trump right i was just kind of like i was neither for him or against him he's just the president of the united states and i was just kind of like all right whatever but once I read that dossier or that uh, the uh, disclosure, I was like, "Oh no, all right, I'm off the bandwagon, bro." Because I can't, nah, I can't ride with that. And so once that came out, um, my opinions have completely shifted, and I'm against him, not for his policies or his political stance or whatever. I'm just against him because of what he did, and he did what he did, and he ruined those girls' lives when they were young. So I'm not with that. Okay, so that's just me. And that's not a conspiracy theory. The dossier is out there. You can find, literally, you can Google it and find the data dump that Anonymous did. And you'll read for yourself what Trump did. 
he and Jeffrey Epstein did those horrific acts to those two young ladies at the time. And I'm not with it. I'm not with it. Okay. So for me, that's where all of that conspiracy uh, nonsense stopped. Because I used to believe in conspiracy theories. Okay. I was big into 2012. Huge. Okay, I used to live my life all all free willy-nilly because I thought the world, I legitimately thought, (laughs) and I know it sounds crazy, but I legitimately thought the world was going to end in 2012, 2012. I thought the world was going to end and everything is just going to go to shit and we're just going to be living in this post-apocalyptic world. I didn't apply myself to nothing. I didn't do nothing. I literally lived my life as if 2012 was the end of the world and I wholeheartedly believed that. Then 2012 came and went, and I'm sitting here ass out, kind of like, <laughs> what the fuck now, right? And so I had to like scramble to kind of get my life together a little bit. But luckily, I found martial arts. I dove into that, and I decided to chase the path of trying to be a professional fighter. And then the whole, you know, got a girlfriend, got a kid, got a house, got it kind of derailed a little bit. But hopefully, I can get back on track into trying to chase that dream of mine. But still. Man, I was that conspiracy theory had me hooked for years. Years it had me hooked. I literally lived my life thinking that 2012 was the end of civilization, and then I did jack shit with my life. And then 2012 came and went, and I was ass out, and I was just like, all right, I gotta stop believing these fairy tales. And so, as I'm like, you know, stopping myself from believing these fairy tales, how do I, how did I overcome those? I started to learn how to critically think. And personally, this is where I think we as a society can do better for ourselves is if we start to learn how to think critically. Okay. We need to understand how to ask the questions who, what, when, where, why, and how. I believe if we could understand those questions and how to formulate questions, like how to form, postulate questions around those, man, I think we'll, our knowledge and our advancement in civilization will go a little bit further towards more of an intellectual thing than more of an emotional reaction um, aspect, right? Because right now, everybody legitimately just emotionally reacts to everything. And it's just ridiculous to see because now you're just seeing people just getting all in their feelings about things and then they just make irrational decisions and that's not cool excuse me so i talk about the dunning-kruger effect because if we can understand that we're just average at best then we can start to make that progress of learning how to think for ourselves we really can't i really truly believe that we can do that and so that's why I wanted to talk about this a little bit because the Kruger, the Dunning-Kruger effect, it leads into confirmation biases a little bit because once we believe in something and we think it's true knowledge, man, we have the utmost confidence in it. It's like me in that 2012 uh, incident, right? I was uber confident that the world was going to end in 2012. And then when it didn't, I was I looked like a fool. I really did. And I was just like, okay, I can't have this happen again. And then there's a lot of people that I'm seeing sharing misinformation on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, Snapchat. And it's just, it's like, bruh, like, that's not how that works. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, and I know my mission statement for me in life is that I want to help change the world. And so if I can do that one person at a time, 
so be it. I will take my time with one person. Hopefully, and there's an inv- individual out there that's listening to this and says, like, you know what? Vlad has a point. I need to start thinking more critically. I need to start taking the initiative of like learning how to be a better human, think better, ask questions when necessary, and then correct others when they're wrong. Because once we start doing that, I truly believe that society will get a lot better. Uh, we'll stop seeing a lot of these, you know, uh, face mask or um, mask versus no mask people. Uh, people thinking that this pandemic is a democratic host, uh, hoax to dethrone Donald Trump in November's election. And I'm just like, bro, how can you think that? That's not how it is. Though, like, I don't understand how people can think this pandemic is is like a hoax or is like some kind of government like scheme to like sabotage Trump because the government is not that smart and you cannot control 330 some odd million people in America. Okay. And then on top of everything, the globe, like we're so narcissistic to think the entire world is going to be on this democratic hoax. Like the entire world is going to be on this hoax. I don't think so. No, (laughs) the entire world is not going to be on this in on this entire prank just to get Donald Trump out of office. The entire world don't give a shit about U.S. politics that often. They only care. They only care because it'll affect them in like the U.N. and like, you know, like world relations, that aspect. And like in terms of trade and stuff. But in terms of like who's the president of the United States, the world don't give a shit. You know what I mean? They're not going to like. They got their own problems to deal with, okay? So, and the fact that people think that, like, you know, the government is trying to control us via this pandemic, quote-unquote, right? It's it's another preposterous statement because the government can barely fix your roads on time. The government had enough trouble getting you your stimulus checks on time. Hell, half of America still didn't get their stimulus check. And you think the government is going to control you? The government already has your social security number, your birth date, your date of birth, where you were born, your driver's license number, and your vehicle registration. If they really wanted to control you, they would have by now. They have all the information on you they need. <laughs> okay? They're not going they're not trying to control you. The government is not that smart. And so if I can help somebody kind of like think smart and logically, then I've done my job. <laughs> okay? And so the reason why smart people or smart people don't speak up against the dumb dumbs is because smart people don't think they are are not confident enough in what they believe in or what they know. Okay? And then dumb dumbs, let's call them what they are, they're uber confident in what little they do know. Okay? And so they you can't tell them nothing. <laughs> okay? But eventually you can. If you just keep beating lo- logic into their heads, they eventually will come around and they're okay because the best way to find out if something holds true or holds value is to poke holes at it. If you can defend it against anybody, legitimate argument. If you cannot and you start to get emotionally uh, active and you know you find yourself getting emotionally charged rather than logically uh, defending your point, then something's wrong with your thinking. Okay? So, yeah, let's try to do better, guys. Like, you know. I, I don't want to see people fighting over the dumbest shit. I think the true fight right now, what we need to do is come together, unite, and take down these goddamn pedophile rings. That's what I think is the most important thing right now. Okay? So, put your bullshit aside 
and you know start thinking rational okay start thinking critically it's not that hard all right so i'd rather see people do good than do bad so with that being said i'm going to bring this podcast to a close and i thank you for listening to my rant i've been trying (laughs) to get this out as soon as possible but i've had issues with the last two podcasts that i recorded i've literally recorded like what about an hour and a half worth an hour and a half worth of uh, podcast right now, and they've all been deleted by uh, Audacity. So I don't understand what the hell is going on, but hey, I got this one out to you guys, and I'm pretty okay with that, I guess. So thanks for listening. This is Guys at the Roundtable. I'm Vlad, and um, you can hit me up on Twitter at GOTR Podcast, Instagram at GOTR Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Guys at the Roundtable. You can shoot me an email, Guys at the Roundtable at gmail.com. And then you can like and share this on uh, the YouTubes as well. GOTR Podcast, I believe it is on the YouTubes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate you guys listening to me. So always remember, glad love y'all. And uh, until next week, peace.